This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're believing in our body's birthing power in episode number 152. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi ladies, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com and I am super happy to be here with you talking about a topic that is very close to my heart. I would say that I am definitely a bona fide birth junkie. I love pregnancy and birth and I feel really, really, really passionately about natural birth and giving your baby the best start. This topic, therefore, is essential for us to talk about, and it's why birth preparation is essential. And I would even argue that birth preparation is essential, especially for moms who are planning a natural birth, and most especially for moms who believe that birth is just natural and that their bodies were made to give birth. So let's, let's look at that a little bit. Natural birth. Birth is just natural, right? Our babies were made for birthing. We grow our babies without any preparation. We grow our babies without having to know anything to do. We don't have to tell our our bodies what to do to grow a baby. And I do think that there's validity to that argument. But the thing is, is that yes, your body can grow a baby without any input from you whatsoever. It has that innate wisdom, just like it has the innate wisdom to keep your heart beating and to keep you breathing even. Your body has these levels of innate wisdom within it where there is no assistance needed for you. Those things just happen. Our bodies just work. But there are other things that your body needs you for. Your body needs you to walk. And if you want to go anywhere from, say, that base level of walking, where you initially at least learn the skill and master the skill, and then you're able to walk. But if you're going to go past that, you have to put something into it. Now, when we're little children, we don't have to put as much into it. Little children walk, and then they run, and then they climb. But we actually see that if young children don't use those things, that they're at a disadvantage and they actually become clumsier later in life. So when young children don't practice these advanced skills, we see an impact. And, and, and I want you to just think about that for a minute. I actually just did a series on the newsletter. I'm not quite done with it yet. It's going to end up spanning across three weeks, making a case for getting your kids out in nature and even getting your babies out in nature. And one of the things that I've learned, uh, I think the book was called Balanced and Barefoot, and I can't remember the author's name right now, so I apologize for that. But um, but what I'll do is... Um, is I'll put it in the show notes so that y'all can look it up. But Balanced and Barefoot, great book. I recommend it for everybody. But one of the things that she was talking about was that our children don't spend a lot of time playing outside. They're not out in nature a lot. They're not out using their bodies a lot. And so what we're seeing is children who are physically weaker, children who are more prone to illness, children with more learning disabilities, children who are clumsier, throughout their life who just if you compare children of today with like probably yours and my generation children's of the 70s 80s and even early 90s the they can't compare like if you look at standard strength and vitality tests 
Our tests were a lot better than that of quote-unquote modern children. And so we see, even with something that's natural, like climbing and running and that sort of thing, to childhood, that if kids aren't doing that, then there are distinct disadvantages. So yes, the body has this innate wisdom. The body knows, you know, you know how to walk, you know how to climb, you know how to run. But if there's not use of those skills, then there's disadvantages later. And I know that that analogy breaks down a little bit because we're talking about childbirth, which is not really something that you're preparing for all along, though maybe it's not as disconnected as it initially seems because if you have people who are out running and playing and experiencing optimal development, and especially one of the things that uh, is taught about in Balanced and Barefoot is optimal structural development of like the skeletal system and the muscular system and that sort of thing. You know, if you're not doing those things throughout life, maybe there are some, some disadvantages in birth. Though I think really unless you're experiencing nutritional deficiency to cause something like rickets, you're probably okay, but I would say that having lived a more active life leading up to the age where you're pregnant and birthing is probably going to be an advantage for you. One of the things that I certainly teach is talking about the importance of movement and doing that throughout your pregnancy and even pre-pregnancy. If you're listening to this podcast at that point, you're dreaming about being pregnant one day. So maybe it's not so far-fetched really to make that direct analogy between you know, that work that we do as children and and as we grow and as we move and then the eventual act of birthing our babies. But most of us don't think about starting to prepare for birth until you're pregnant. But I think that, again, what we see is a lot of, well, birth is natural. So we, you know, our body knows what to do and that's true. But just like your body knows how to walk or how to run or how to climb doesn't mean that that If you're really going to do something intense with that, like climbing a mountain or taking a major hike or my one of my boys was joking about maybe training for a marathon or a half marathon, you know, it's something that you want to, you know, that you want to train, you want to work on and get your body primed for that. Um, Sports analogies are one of my favorite analogies because when we look at female athletes and just the amazing things that they do, I'm just I'm in awe of the amazing things that female athletes are able to do and how they're able to push their bodies and just use their bodies in such incredible ways. I'm especially enamored. One day, maybe I'll try and climb a mountain because I just love that thought of just that power and that beauty and that grace and that strength that a woman has to have to be able to to conquer a mountain. It's awesome. And when we think about that, you know, we think about the fact that she's probably put some time in to working on that. She's put some time into that. So sports analogies are an easy analogy because yes, you know, she's gonna, her body, she knows how to climb. She knows how to walk. She knows how to hike. She knows how to climb. Um, A tennis player, she knows how to run. Hitting something that's flying at you is also pretty instinctive. But getting to the place where you're optimally prepared to be able to rise to that challenge takes some work. But really, everything in life, you know, it's not just sports analogies. Everything in life that's quote-unquote just natural goes a little bit better if you prepare. For example, with our relationships, you know, for example, falling in love and 
being in a relationship where you have a child with somebody, child rearing. These are all things that are quote unquote just natural. They're things that animals do too. But if we look at it and we say, if we prepare for it, you know, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably mothering pretty consciously, pretty intentionally, or you're dreaming of the day that you do that, which is why you're listening to this podcast before you're even a mom. Um, You know, you want to be really intentional. And so you don't really say parenting is just natural. Or even if you know, I need to listen to my instincts. Because I can tell you, ladies, one thing after uh, just about two decades of mothering at this point is my instincts are are pretty spot on. I mean, there's some there's some parenting decisions that I've gone back and said, yeah, that wasn't the best decision. Or no, we're going to reverse course on that one. Surely that comes. Growth comes. Your children are going to teach you a lot. But on the whole, like your base instinct about mothering is probably correct. But that doesn't change the fact that learning um, and growing and, you know, that can happen. Basically, you can kind of work on optimizing who you are as a parent. That's growth. So even though parenting is natural, like on a strictly biological level, it's quite natural and normal to reproduce. But you can still have a more optimal experience, even if we relegate it to biological factors. If you eat a nourishing pregnancy diet, then you'll have a healthier baby. You'll probably have a smoother, safer birth. So even there, even though eating is natural, growing a baby is natural, birthing is natural, if you do that one thing, which is be more intentional about your meal and eat a nourishing, healthy pregnancy diet, you're, you know, you you change things up. So, you know, what we do is we practice things and we master things. And in most areas of life, that's not at all offensive. (laughs) But we have seen a place where I feel like, you know, so many things in life are on a pendulum and we see a pendulum swing one way or the other. And sometimes the pendulum swings in reaction. And I think this is something that we've seen somewhat with natural birth as we saw birth become very medicalized and then women rightfully revolted against that and we saw the pendulum begin to swing back and we're still in this place of incredible tension in the birth world that can be really political where where we we do have institutions that are highly you know um that are really still highly medicalized and are they're not even in the same headspace as we are as birthing women. Like hospitals are in an insurance, um, you know, headspace. They're in a risk management headspace. They're not really even in a we want this mother and baby to have a healthy outcome headspace. They're in an overall how can we manage risk for the hospital so that we don't look bad health space. And you guys are just kind of cogs in the wheel that have to look within a certain parameter for our insurance company and for our regulatory agencies and that kind of thing. So that's just totally different. And I'm not telling you that that's right or wrong, but it's a totally, totally different headspace. And so I feel like even today, there's some of that pendulum, which is, you know, almost reactionary towards this highly managed machine-like paradigm of what childbirth needs to be in order to maintain the status quo and the insurance rates in an institution 
versus what women want and rightfully know about their body, which is that birth is natural, birth is supposed to work. If we leave it alone, it works. And there's truth to that. But I feel like we can go too far and where we can say that, well, birth is just natural, so I shouldn't have to do anything to prepare because it's just going to happen the way it's supposed to. And I, I don't know that all women are in that place. I don't think that all women are in that place, y'all, because I run Mama Baby Birthing, which is an online childbirth course, and I get students. So I know that some moms are wanting to prepare. But I did feel like it was important to talk about this because I know that as I had my first babies and then as I got further along and having babies, because I've had eight at this point, that I really came to appreciate that childbirth preparation is very much like that female athlete who's preparing for those big moments when she's in competition or when she's going to face her mountain. Or even when you're in the boardroom and you know that you're killing it. You know you know that you have got this deal. And there's been preparation and work that's led up to that. Or when you really feel like the atmosphere in your home has reached the place you want it to be. And it's not just because you're a great mom. It's because you know you are a great mom. But it's because you've been intentional and because you've cultivated that. And so then... Things just unfold almost naturally or effortlessly. But it's because things went in to those moments of victory or went into that atmosphere of peace and bliss and just, man, I'm loving motherhood. So birth is the is very similar. You know, sure your you know, your body was meant to do it, but it really it really helps to work with it. And this, one thing I think women worry about with natural birth is, is you have fears and anxieties. Most of us do. I, I know that I have. And they've, they've looked different throughout different births, but they've been there. You know, especially with the early births, they were worrying about an unnecessary cesarean. Um, and then worrying, what if something was wrong with the baby? Or what if there was a lot of bleeding? Or, you know, these are just, these are kind of typical fears that moms have. And that I had. And I think sometimes we feel like if we have these fears and anxieties, or especially if we do something like proactive, that maybe we're playing into them. And I don't think it's, it's that way at all. The way that I feel is that choosing to prepare for your birthing time is actually honoring your trust in your body's ability to do this thing. I want you to think about it. So that woman who is going to climb a mountain or who is going to win a tennis tournament or who is going to run that marathon and be the first one across that line, why does she train? She doesn't train because she's expecting to fail. She trains because she's expecting to win. She trains her body. She prepares her body. She develops skills for her body. Because she knows that she can do this. So she knows that if she puts in that time and that effort to prepare for peak performance, so to speak, that that she can do this. So it's because she innately trusts in her body and she innately believes in herself. 
that she puts in that time and she puts in that effort. And to me, that's just so inspiring. Like, I feel really excited right now, y'all, to think about it. And so when you prepare for birth, what you're not, you're not saying, oh, I'm worried and I'm not trusting that birth is just natural. What you're saying is that I believe in my body and my baby and this beautiful birthing dance, this beautiful birthing time that we're going to have together. I believe in this so much that I'm going to invest the time to prepare for it because I know that I'm going to go on to do it. And that is a beautiful thing. So I believe that it is really important to prepare for birth. And what you get from a childbirth class, from mama baby birthing or from hypno babies, or if you do an in-person class, and I can link um, to all of these as well. Um, and you can, I'll link to my review of hypno babies because it's what I've used some. I'll also link to the birthing better course, which I'll mention a bit more in a moment um, because those are things that I've used personally. And then of course, uh, mama baby birthing is my own course. Uh, which I would definitely love to have you on the call with us next week. So if you want to get more about that, check it out at mamababybirthing.com, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. But anyways, I'll put a link to all of these in the show notes so that you can get to all of them. But definitely there, there may be, and I will say, let me give a caveat here, ladies. As much as I support, I totally support your decision to birth wherever you want to birth. Many, many, many mama baby birthing students have had incredible hospital births. So I totally, I actually love getting hospital birth stories because one of my favorite things is there tends to be this common thread when a mom comes back on the call after she's had her baby and is sharing her story or she emails me her birth story. Um, and it's it's often, you know, I, I did this at home. I did this work at home. I did this work at home. I did this work at home. And then finally I was like, okay, it's time to go. Or my husband was like, come on, baby, we got to go. And then we get there and I'm there for like an hour or two and I have my baby. And it's just, to me, that's so cool because it really demonstrates everything that I talk about in Mama Baby Birthing, which is when you time it right, that transition to the hospital can actually help kick in a hormonal surge that brings your baby on down and out. Whereas if you go too early, it does the opposite. But anyways, if you're interested in that and that little, I guess, hospital birth hack, Definitely check out Mama Baby Birthing, but I so I love the hospital birth stories, but I do not love hospital birth child or hospital childbirth classes. So that's the caveat that I'll give. Uh, I know they're often paid for by insurance, and I do believe that many of the instructors mean really well, but I think that the quality of the information that you get in the class is not going to be the greatest. It's mostly, I mean, it may cover your options, which is important. Mama Baby Birthing talks about that, birthing options and things like that. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of working with birth and even preparing your body for birth, it's just the information is just not there because the class is geared more towards helping you understand all your options from natural birth to medications to everything to letting you know hospital policies and procedures and that kind of thing. It's just meant to make you an informed patient and not necessarily help you be a skilled birthing mother. So that's why I mention particular courses that I know are going to give you the skills that you need. So 
with that in mind, what you get from a childbirth class, uh, one of the things, this kind of goes back to our athlete analogy, is you're going to be in good physical condition if you take a good comprehensive class. So I know that my class talks about this. I know that Hypnobabies does. The Birthing Better class is a much more focused thing, so I'll come back to that. It doesn't cover as much of this um, preparation stuff. But definitely, if you go through Mama Baby Birthing or even something like Hypnobabies, it, it talks a lot about what, what should you eat during pregnancy, what should your diet look like. It talks about movement and how to, you know, how to be physically active. Now, you are not you are not training for a marathon, so I'm not going to tell you in your baby bump to go out and run, you know, X number of miles every week for sure. But I am going to tell you to get out and walk, um, maybe to do some belly dance or some stretches or a prenatal exercise routine and to incorporate movement throughout your day, to incorporate squats in your day, that kind of thing. Because it's going to just get your body ready. Because labor is an athletic event to a certain extent. And so you want to move. And also all of that movement helps you to feel better throughout pregnancy. Uh, it keeps your muscles toned a bit more. Because carrying a baby, I mean you're, you're carrying a baby. You know, it's not like a featherweight type thing. And your body's changing and, and moving and being active. And especially incorporating different kinds of movement into your day helps your body to adjust and to be well aligned. And I think that chiropractic or even getting help from a physical therapist and that kind of thing can be helpful if you're experiencing pregnancy pain to help get you aligned and lined up. But just that movement, incorporating movement, especially walking and squatting and those kind of things, is going to help you be lined up and aligned and help your baby be lined up and aligned, which leads to a smoother birth. So that's one of the things is babies growing in the womb is natural, but there are things that we can do which actually are also quite natural, but in our modern world we've gotten away from a little bit, like walking frequently that help prime the body for birth. So you're going to learn about that. You're going to get mental preparation. And when I talk about this in mama baby birthing, I kind of talk about it intellectual preparation. So you do, you need to know birth choices and you need to understand the mechanics, quote unquote, I use that word kind of um, skeptically, but you know, you need to understand the mechanics of birth. Your body is not like a car that just kind of cranks open in a mechanical way. It's it's a beautiful, fluid, biological process. But it is good to understand the stages because they can help you conceptualize what's going to happen. So you have that intellectual preparation and your birthing course is going, uh, is going to help you get a grasp on all of those things and get an understanding of that. And also it will help you, this is kind of mental and kind of emotional, but a good birthing class will help you look at fears and look at anxieties and try and get through those. Mama Baby Birthing includes my Fearless Birth Workbook where I walk you through step-by-step looking at those fears and anxieties. I talk about them being like monsters under the bed when you're a little kid. When you don't face them, they're really creepy, but when somebody comes in and turns on the light, you just see that they're the dirty socks and toys that you shoved under the bed when your mom told you to clean up a couple hours ago. And they're not so scary anyways, but the extra chore that you get tomorrow might not be fun. So you're, you know, so it just shines a light on things. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that thing will go away completely. That fear or anxiety will go away. But the light is shined on it. And you can also take some time to consciously think about how would I handle that if it does happen, which I think also takes part of the fear factor out. And I walk you through all of that. And a good birthing class will walk you through all of that. So like I said, you'll get an understanding of labor. But a good uh, childbirth preparation is also going to help you 
learn skills. And I said that I would circle back and talk about the Birthing Better course because it really has helped me with my births and it definitely focuses on skills. So it's really hyper-focused on skills to help you during labor and birth. And um, HypnoBabies gives you skills as well and I talk about this kind of thing in Mama Baby Birthing too. So skills are what you're actually going to use. Like what positions should I use? And if my baby feels quote unquote stuck, what should I do? Or if labor doesn't seem to be progressing, what should I do? How do I handle all of these things? What creates more room in my pelvis? Those are the kinds of, those are skills-based things. And part of it is knowledge. I call it a toolkit in mama baby birthing. And I, I like that analogy, especially for daddies. But part of it is knowledge, like having this toolkit of tools that you can use if any of these things occur. But then part of it is things that might even become become part of the innate wisdom within you as you're giving birth. So for example, if you know, I was talking to a mom and she's had her baby now, which is really beautiful. But I was talking to a personal prenatal client a few days ago because she was a little bit past her due date and just wanted some reassurance. And uh, she had had a check on the baby to make sure the baby was doing okay. And they told her the baby was a bigger baby. And so she was asking me about that, feeling a little nervous. So we were talking about positions uh, like a standing and upright position or a hands and knees position are a great way to deliver a bigger baby. And so your childbirth class can give you that information that kind of becomes part of your internal wisdom. And especially if you learn the skills and you practice them to the extent that you can, then they become part of your internal wisdom and your internal skill set. So one of the things Birthing Better talks about different types of breathing. I talk about that in Mama Baby Birthing. And that when you practice that or even when you become aware of that, and I can link to the uh, breathing article that I did a few weeks ago as well that talks some about this, you know, that becomes part of you and part of your inner wisdom, just like for the woman who's training to climb the mountain, you know, she learns different techniques and practices those even breathing techniques. It can be a direct, a direct analogy here. And they become part of her like she knows when to use them and is able to use them. The same thing for you. So these skills are skills that become part of you and that you pull on and they're skills that enhance your body and allow your body to reach its full potential. And so by learning these, you're literally investing in yourself and saying that I believe in this potential in my body and I can do this. A birthing class is also really helpful to get you and your birthing partner on the same page. And a birthing class will help you. I know some moms are really worried that their husband is kind of going to be adult. And I honestly think many husbands are really worried that they're just going to be adult. And like if you talk to Scott even now and ask him, he'll tell you, well, I didn't really do much. But to me, what he did do was essential, which is to be there with me and most especially to breathe with me when things were at their most intense. But just... And being on that same wavelength with me was really essential. And so going through the birthing preparation things that we went through together helped him, A, learn the skills and techniques that I needed him to to help me use. And it also put us on that same wavelength. So that's something that is a really big, big benefit if you're going to have a birthing partner going through this with you. And one other thing is empowerment for whatever comes. So even... If you end up needing an intervention or something at your birthing time, chances are if you went into it really prepared and really conscious and intentional and empowered, and I'll link to, I'm going to link to Hannah. I did some um, 
some two podcast interviews with Hannah and just listen to her talk about how she dialogued with things, especially the first podcast episode. Listen to her as she literally tells you how she dialogued with the doctor and how she dialogued with the nurses and things because she comes from such a place of empowerment and self-assurance, but she's not confrontational. She's just self-assured and it will inspire you. But if you're able to come from that place, even if you get to the place where you're being recommended an intervention and you realize, yes, we need this intervention, you will feel way more empowered because you're part of that decision making and you'll feel that sense of control and confidence. And there may be later on, if you needed some interventions, there may be some grief and some processing that you need to do because part of you is going to be disappointed. And I totally want you to be okay with that part of you. But part of you is also probably going to feel really good because you knew that you were a conscious participant in this. You weren't just railroaded through it or you didn't just come into this and feel super overwhelmed because, wow, I over, I underestimated this and what it was going to be like. So I feel like a, ch- a childbirth course gives you that really firm foundation for come what may, because birth is always unpredictable, come what may, I'm ready for this. And for the most part, again, your birth is natural. Your body is beautiful and was made to give birth. It's grown this baby and it's awesome. And so preparing for birth is like a vote for, I believe in my body, you know? I believe in my body and I'm going to train for this because I know that I can do this. I can be ready for this. So the sports analogy training is a word I use just because we're using a sports analogy here. But really preparing your body for birth is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So obviously, I would love to have you. I'm, I've gotten a bunch of new students lately, and so I know that our weekly calls are going to be full of great questions. I would love to answer yours there. Mama Baby Birthing classes are totally online. It's a six-week series, but it's self-paced, so you can go through as fast or as slow as you want. You have lifetime access, so if you need a refresher with your next baby, that's fine. You can come back. If you're close to your due date, the number one question that I get about mama baby birthing is my due date is in two weeks. Can I still go through this? So we actually have in the bonus area what we call lovingly the mama baby birthing crash course, which I feel like are the most important lessons for you to go through. And then you can go back and listen to the other ones as you want to, or just listen to the crash course again and again. But it's there for you if you need that. Uh, But then we also have the weekly Q&A call where I'm live on the line and I answer any questions that you have about your unique situation. And a lot of moms really like that. You can come live or you can email me the question in advance or leave the question in the chat box in advance and I'll still answer it and then you'll get the replay. So clearly I would love to have you there. I'll also put information about the other classes that I mentioned in the show notes so you'll be able to check that out. And I'll link to Hannah's podcast interview because that's really beautiful. With that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go this week. Check out Mama Baby Birthing at mamababybirthing.com, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. I hope you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com visit www.birthbabylife.com